بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين حبيب إله العالمين بالقاسم المصطفى محمد اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعجل فرجهم Dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We are here together with another episode of Unraveling Dua Al-Ahad We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has given us this blessing to go through segments of this uh, beautiful dua uh, to learn and understand and bring this dua into our life. Last episode, we talked about sending our salawat and our salutation, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to convey our salawat to the imam of our time, where we ended up by saying not only my salah and my salam and my salutation, and on behalf of myself and my parents that we want this salawat to be conveyed to the imam of our time by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is the weight of this salam uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the weight of this should be blessing that are as weighty as Allah's throne and as much as the ink of his words. When we read through the du'as of Ahl bayt and through the narrations of Ahl bayt we can see similar wordings, concepts, ideology between the hadith and the narrations of Ahl bayt and the teachings of the Holy Quran. So what does it mean? And this salah to be as much as the ink of his words. Well, we refer to Quran in Surah Al-Kahf, chapter 18, verse 109, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي لَنَفِدَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَن تَنْفَدَ كَلِمَاتُ رَبِّي وَلَوْ جِئْنَا بِمِثْلِهِ مَدَدًا Translation is, say, if the sea were ink for writing the words of my Lord, the sea would be exhausted before the words of my Lord were exhausted, even if we brought the ink of it as a supplement. So how much salawat we want to be conveyed to the amount of our time by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the amount of the ink of his words, which the verses bring all the sea as the ink to write Allah's word, the ink will finish, but Allah's word, words will not finish. So that that's how much salawat we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be conveyed to the Imam of our time on a daily basis. This salawat to be as many as that which is counted by his knowledge and encompassed by his book. Again, how much is this? as many as that which is counted by his knowledge where do we see these words and terminology within the Holy Quran Surah Al-An'am chapter 6 verse 59 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّا هُوَ وَيَعْلَمُهَا فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ وَمَا تَسْقَطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ تَسْقَطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَعْلَمُهَا وَلَا حَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ 
And with him are the keys of the unseen treasures. None knows them but he. And he knows what is in the land and the sea. And there falls not a leaf, but he knows it. Nor a grain in the darkness of the earth. Nor anything green nor dry, but it is all in a clear book. So in the segment of Dua Al-Ahad, we say, وَمَا أَحْصَوْا And as many as that which is counted by his knowledge, وَأَحَاطَ بِهِ كتابه. And the knowledge that is encompassed in his book, by his book. What are that? Everything. Everything green or dry, nor dry, but Allah is in the book of his. So that's how many salawat we're asking again daily to be conveyed to the Imam of our time by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala next segments of uh, this dua Allahumma inni ujaddidu lahu fi sabihati yawmi khada wa Allah I update to him in the beginning of this day and throughout the day of lifetime lifetime a pledge let's go word by word Allahumma wa Allah Inni, I, ujaddidu. Ujaddidu, that I update, tajdeed, jaddada, means bring up to date, make in a new way again, construct or build again after damage, give fresh strength or life to somebody. somebody. So every day I'm renewing, I'm updating my pledge of allegiance, my covenant with the Imam of our, uh, our my time. Not every day only, and throughout the days of lifetime, a pledge. Ahdan wa aqdan wa bay'atan lahu fi anuqi. A covenant and allegiance to which I commit myself. So every day in the morning, I renew my pledge of allegiance with the Imam of my time. That's how much importance this dua should have in our life for us to really, really think about this word that I am renewing my pledge of allegiance. What does it mean? Before getting to that, let's see about pledge of allegiance and covenant uh, in the Holy Quran. First verse, chapter 70, verse 32, Surah Al-Ma'arij. Allah talks about the qualities of believers where he says and those who keep their trust and covenants. So as a believer, Allah says, if you consider yourself to be a believer, make sure you have these qualities. What are these qualities? One of them is and those who keep their trust and covenant. Holding on to these to this trust and covenant is very, very, very important. We need to remind ourselves every day about this covenant. Because shaitan comes and tries to make us forget that we do have a covenant. We have a pledge of allegiance. And he wants to remove that pledge of allegiance from the imam of our time. And he wants to be the one who receives our pledge of allegiance. Another verse that talks about pledge of allegiance and uh, covenant is 
in Surah Al-Fatih, chapter 48, verse 10, where after Bay'at al-Radwan, when Muslims came in Hudaybiyah, which was very, very difficult time, and, and it was very dangerous, they pledged allegiance with Rasulullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about this event says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُبَايِعُونَكَ إِنَّمَا يُبَايِعُونَ اللَّهِ يَدُ اللَّهِ فَوْقَ أَيْدِيهِمْ Indeed, those who swear allegiance to you swear allegiance only to Allah. The hand of Allah is above their hands. So, by people pledging allegiance with Rasulullah, they are pledging allegiance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today, you and I, by pledging our allegiance and swearing this allegiance to the Imam of our time, we are pledging allegiance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, how important is this pledge of allegiance? This pledge of allegiance, it says, لا أحول عنها ولا أزول عبدا. And from which, from this pledge of allegiance and covenant, I neither convert nor change. I am a really, really strong holder to this covenant and to this pledge of allegiance. What does it do with us? Allegiance and covenant, swearing allegiance with the Imam of our time and pledging this allegiance, brings about obedience. How much do I obey the Imam during his occultation? The segment of the dua reminds us about who should we obey. Every day, in every decision that you and I, brothers and sisters, every decision we are about to make, we are between two things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah, Ahlul Bayt alayhum salam, and the Imam of our time, Amin Zaman, and on the other hand, Shaytan and his children and his soldiers. In every small to big decisions that we're about to make. Who do we obey? Waking up for morning, Salat al-Subh, do I listen to Allah? Do I listen to Rasulullah? Do I listen to Quran and the Imam of our time? Or do I listen to Shaitan? Do I wake up early? Do I delay my Salah? That's all part, part of obedience. When I wake up in the morning, my daily routine, my priorities in life, everything that I do, I have options. I'm about to make decisions. In every decision, Shaitan wants us to take our decision to himself and toward himself and toward his command. And we have, on the other hand, the command of Imam al-Zaman, Rasulullah, Ahlul Bayt, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when I read this dua first thing in the morning, before I leave the house, before my day begins, first thing in the morning, still early, sun hasn't rise yet. In the middle of darkness, it's me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I'm telling Imam al-Zaman, I am pledging allegiance that I want to obey you, no one else. When somebody makes me angry, somebody walks on my last nerve, as we say, and somebody agitates me, well, it's up to me to get angry, snap, scream, God forbid, become physical, or have forbearance, have patience. When somebody gossips, gossips me, what do I have to do in return? When somebody wrongs me, my salah time, my khums, my work, my eyesight, when I go outside, when I go to school, when I go to work, do I see haram or do I lower my gaze? Do I say haram or I keep my mouth shut? Do I hear haram or I don't hear haram? Everything I do, 
this pledge of allegiance should be a reminder that I am obeying Imam Zaman. I am at his command. And I'm ready to serve him. I am at his command and I'm a soldier. A soldier doesn't make a decision on his own. Whatever command has been given to him by his general, by the one who is superior to him, he applies it. This readiness should be genuine. I must be truthful when I tell my imam, I am ready to serve. I don't have any doubt in serving him. So every day I remind myself, every day I remind myself, every day, 40 days. And when we do it 40 days, inshallah, that becomes a habit. And inshallah, I pray that all of us, we can memorize it and read it by heart. So we don't have to go back to Mafatiha al-Janan or to our applications and read it. Truly and genuinely, I am waiting to serve him. This is part of this tajdeed, this renewing, updating my allegiance and my covenant with the Imam of my time. My readiness to serve him is in such a way that if he reappears this moment, I can join him. And I don't have anything to hold me back. I don't have any sins with me because every day, I try my best not to commit sin. And God forbid, if I sinned unintentionally, I keep doing istighfar, minimum 25 or 50 times or 100 times a day istighfar. So I am keep cleansing myself that if Imam Zaman reappears this moment, I'm ready to join him. Imam wouldn't tell me, okay, well, you have a lot of sins on you. You have not cleansed yourself. You have not purified yourself. I don't have any financial obligations. Have I paid my khums? Have I paid my zakat? My salads? All of my wajibat? I know some people, when it comes to khums and paying khums, they have difficulties. Well, khums is, half of khums is, belongs to Imam, Imam al-Mahdi, and the other half goes to poor Sayyid. I have to give this money. It's not mine. And we have our maraja, maraja al-taqlid, our scholars in Qom, in Najaf, that they will receive this money and they will spend it to the best of their knowledge for those causes that serves the amount of our time and they distribute the rest, the other half, to poor Sayyids. So if Imam Zaman reappears today and I want to join him and he will say, how do you want to join me that you haven't paid the money that belongs to me? It's my money. Not that he is in need of that money, not at all. To the imams of our time, to the imam of our time belongs the whole universe is at his disposal. The whole universe is at his hand. It's about us disciplining ourselves and being and willing to pay that money. So again, my readiness is that if he comes today, this moment I'm ready. And I don't wait, well, it might come Friday, it might come uh, day of Ashura, well, the signs of the reappearance hasn't happened yet. Well, no, no, it can happen any moment, any day it can happen. This dua makes me ready because I have to have prepared myself for this moment. Example, when I renew my covenant and my allegiance with the Imam while I'm waiting for him, it's the example of when you invite someone to your house and you're waiting for them, what do you do? You get, you make yourself ready. You make the house ready. You cook food for them. You get some snacks and some 
fruits and vegetables and you get the house ready while you are waiting. So when he comes, it doesn't mean that when he comes, okay, how about this? You come sit home. I'm going to go do some grocery and some, some shopping. No, I, I made myself ready for you to come to receive you and to host you and you are my guest. And I made myself ready. What do we do when we are waiting for a game day? For example, if we are a athletes or we are in one of the uh, games, I mean, plays that we do outside, soccer, basketball, boxing, whatever it is, until that day of competition comes, we are practicing and we are getting ourselves ready by exercising, by watching our diet, by running, by sweating and getting ourselves ready for that day. I cannot, if somebody comes to me and tell me, okay, for example, let's go run a marathon. I won't be. Maybe I will run maybe half a mile, I think maximum. If I don't exercise, well, I'm not ready for marathon. Those who run for marathon days and weeks and months before that, they practice. Those who those who go inside the ring and they start boxing, those who play soccer, those who play whatever games that people play in sports that they are involved, they get themselves ready for that day. So when that day comes, they are ready to join, ready. Another example, uh, so they build muscles. Our iman, our aqidah, and our personality should be built during occultation of Imam al-Mahdi, not when he comes. When I'm about to be tested, for example, I have a bar exam, or whatever exam that I'm about to partake, I make myself ready for that exam. I make myself uh, to read and read and research to get ready for that time. So this test, we all grow, we all go through tests. Allah created death and life to test us. So I'm testing myself and I'm giving myself smaller tests right now during the occultation of Imam al-Mahdi. So when he comes, that great this test of my time, I will be able to get good grade. There is a narration that people after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa departure, he became shaheed and he was martyred and he was poisoned. When he left, people were tested. And unfortunately, majority of the people failed the test. Well, the hadith says the test of end of time, akhir zaman that you and I, we are living in akhir zaman is going to be harder. So with my pledge of allegiance to the imam of my time, I remind myself that I'm being tested and I have to obey the imam. And by my obedience to him, I will pass this test. Testing my faith, testing my morality, testing my ahkam. The reward of these tests that we pass, even if we did not see God forbid, if we did not get to see the Imam of our time, if we were not present during his reappearance, do we still, do we still get rewarded that we live during the occultation of Imam al-Mahdi and we could have said, well, God, I tried my best. I did all of my wajibat my aqidah and you and in Rasulullah and Al-Bayt, my recitation of Quran, my khums, my zakat, my hajj, my salah, everything I did. But I didn't see the imam of my time and I couldn't serve him. Will I get the reward? Of course. In the book of Al-Mahasin, volume 1, page 172, Imam Sadiq narrates for us that anyone who dies believing in Imam Al-Mahdi and believing in Al-Bayt and Quran and does again all of his wajibat, as if we have 
been martyred between the hand of Rasulullah. So these tests that we go through, our aqidah has been tested, our belief has been tested, our morality has been tested, our ahkam has been tested, of course we get reward. And I finish with this hadith. A person asked Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, what do you say fi man ala amr muntadharan lahu? The one who dies while he was waiting for Imam al-Mahdi. Again, waiting by the definition that we gave earlier. Imam says, man al-qa'im. He will have he will be rewarded as if he was with the Imam. In his camp, in his army, in his tent. Then he said, He also gets the reward of him being with Rasulullah, even though Rasulullah uh, was martyred 1400 years ago. Why? Because he was waiting for the Imam. The true definition of waiting, of him going through all of his wajibat, avoiding muharramat and forbidden acts and doing what he supposed to give. More to this, inshallah, we'll leave it for the next episode. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us, to bring the teachings of the Holy Quran and the narrations of Ahlul Bayt and truly be genuine in our Pledge of Allegiance to the Imam of our time with the blessing of Salawat ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad wa ajil farajahum.